Hello everybody, my name is Jessica and you're listening to episode 4 of the Fiber Love Podcast. I want to thank everybody for stopping by to listen and um, welcome all, all the new listeners and welcome back listeners who have been listening for the past few episodes. Now, I had originally wanted to make this a weekly podcast, however, I came to realize that um, I don't get very much knitting done in a week. <laughs> um, it's It doesn't happen as much, and um, I've decided to make it a bi-weekly podcast until um, I can get my life or my knitting life a little bit more situated and uh, get more going in a week. But as of now, um, it's going to be bi-weekly. I hope that you guys will still come by and listen. Um, But that's the plan for now. Um, So let's get right into it. Okay, so um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what I've been doing. Not a whole lot. Um, I got my hair done. That was something that I needed to get done for the past few weeks and I don't do very much to my hair Um, I had actually been very natural um, for about five years um, meaning that I had not done one single thing to it Um, I especially even cut it I mean I I would just trim it a little bit every few months um, but that was about it I did not want to touch my hair because in the past when I was um, younger uh, <laughs> I don't want to say young because I'm not old um, but um, I fried my hair I did perms I did bleaches I did bright colors and um, my hair got fried so what I did at some point um, I decided to just chop it all off um, l- uh, most of my natural hair had grown up to about I'm gonna say about a little bit um, above my shoulders and I just told my hairdresser you know what just chop it off to about as short as you can um, where my natural hair is growing and she did and that was about seven years ago and uh, so I haven't done a thing to it since um, chemically Uh, I just you know trim it every now and then Um, But back in October, um, a new hairdresser that we have, me and my mom, it's my mom's friend and she owns a salon here in Tijuana. Um, She did something to her hair that was very, very cute. Um, She dyed her bangs um, a very deep purple and her hair is black so it was um, a deep purple against black hair and her bangs and it was so pretty and I thought it wasn't overly done um, you know you see bright 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 colors and it looks too punkish um, to wear in a uh, not formal but like in a like for example myself I work as a receptionist um, in an office so you know bright colors wouldn't look right professionally um, I think I mean you know people have their opinions but you know at least in my office they wouldn't have allowed that like a bright pink or something even though as much as I would love to wear a bright pink I wouldn't have been allowed to do that in my office Um, so I decided that that was actually perfect I thought a bright color but it's still subtle enough against my black hair it's deep so I decided to try it out and so um, I did side swept bangs 
with streaks of purple and then I decided to also do my tips purple so it was a long process because my hair is really really dark and um, she had to double bleach it which basically means she bleached it once it got as, as um, blonde as it could and then she had to bleach it again all at once and um, it wasn't as hard on my hair as I thought it would be and she said that part of the reason was is because obviously um, because my hair was never chemically dried or at least that I mean was never chemically treated I don't even know what I'm saying it hadn't been chemically treated um, the hair that I have now so um, it didn't damage my hair as much um, so in any case, so we did that and um, my hair has been purple sin since October and it's very nice because when I'm in my office, it's um, it's darker, the light isn't as bright, it's very soft light so you can barely see it against my black hair, it blends very very well um, but when I go into out into the sun it's like BAM! purple <laughs> super super bright purple so it's really fun because I don't work outside so I can be purple outside um, the only part problem with that is is that it has to be retouched every two weeks um, before my hair starts going white because basically that's what the base is it's white 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 um, so as soon as this colors the purple starts uh, washing out it starts turning white um, it doesn't look very good to me even though people think it looks cool because there's white against purple against black um, but it just doesn't seem professional for myself so I have to get it retouched and um, that had happened since it had happened in October um, it, my roots had grown out and my hair seems to grow a little bit faster I had to get it redone. The roots had to get re-bleached and bleached again. <laughs> so I did that on Sunday and it's very nice to have fresh new purple streaks in my bangs. Um, and so uh, the tips in my hair, since I've been trimming it every once in a while, because of course the bleach did damage to my hair, especially my tips. I had to re-trim it every couple weeks, not couple, every six or seven weeks and so now the purple in my tips is basically gone and I don't want to redo my tips until um, for another I'm gonna say another six months because I plan to take a trip um, to Sinaloa Mexico where my family is and so I don't want to get my hair done until then because I want to have it fresh and nice and pretty for my trip so that's it and I feel that now that I bring up my purple hair, I feel like I should tell you guys a story um, about something that happened two days after my purple hair originally had been dyed. So I get my purple hair done. That's what we'll call it, purple hair. And I was very happy because my hair was very long and the tips were very, um, the tips where the purple was, was a lot was a good two inches of purple tips and then my bangs um, and it was very pretty <laughs> I very much loved it um, two days later after the day the hair dye incident um, my niece uh, my seven-year-old niece she comes over basically every weekend um, she wanted to make a cake 
So we decided to make a cake. Um, she had been begging me for weeks, and I'm just so lazy to do anything in the kitchen because it requires a lot of cleanup. Even a Betty Crocker box cake takes, you know, some cleanup, but I'm lazy. So anyway, so finally she convinced me. Um, we use gas stoves, if you can imagine where this story is going. So I turn on the, the stove, the oven, and uh, to preheat, and we decide, we start making the, the mix, the batter. Takes us about 15, 20 minutes because, of course, she wants to help. So she was measuring and doing stuff and took us a little bit longer than if I would have just measured and dumped it all in and mixed it in because she wanted to help. Um, I decide to open the oven and realize it's cold. The gas had been on all that time and the oven was off. The, 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 flame wasn't going even though I had double checked I promised I had double checked to see the flame was on at some point it turned off I flipped out flip flip flipped out um, I opened every window possible I have a door right next to the oven um, and I opened that door I opened the front door I start fanning and oh I was freaking out because there's gas leaking into our house turn, of course I turn off the the oven I turn it off and, um, you know, I let it air out and I run into my mom's bedroom because she'd been asleep. So I wake her up and I tell her, Mom, can't you smell it? And she goes, no. Luckily, her door had been closed and her window, which is right next to her face, <laughs> um, was open and fresh air was coming in. So she was okay. Thank God. Nothing happened. So, you know, 10, 15, even 20 minutes later, I'm sure I waited a long, long time um, to let everything air out, um, I decide to turn the oven back on. Everything's cool. Everything's all aired out. Um, my niece decides to go with my mother, and thank God she did, um, and my mother hugs her and smells gas on her clothes. Um, as soon as she smells the gas, she says, Jessica, but this loud boom happened. I forgot to leave the oven door open so all the gas that was collected in the oven um, stayed there because it wasn't open to get aired out so I tried to turn the oven on again and it explodes in my face yep an oven exploded in my face um, I kept my eyebrows I kept my eyelashes my hair on my right arm which is what I used to turn on the oven with the lighter all the hair on my knuckles all the hair on my arm was gone and about an inch and a half of my purple hair burnt off I was very upset about my hair almost blew the house up but I was very upset about my hair I think it was an emotional, <laughs> emotional release um, of all everything that could have happened, and I let it all out on my hair. Um, but it was very tragic. <laughs> my hair went through tragedy. It burnt off. I had to call my hairdresser and have her do an emergency haircut because it was burnt. Luckily, not all of it was burnt. I still had enough. Um, but yes, an oven exploded in my face. I, I still can't believe that happened and sometimes at night I, I remember that 
incident and think and think about how much worse it could have been. I mean, all the springs fell out of the windows. Some of the curtain rods fell. I mean, it was a loud boom, and all even all the neighbors ran. Um, the oven was destroyed. Not destroyed, but like a piece of it was um, was dented. It was warped. Um, so. Needless to say, we did get a new oven, and even though it's still gas, it's new. And I always, now, I always triple check to make sure the oven is on. Just to let you guys know, everything's cool. I've learned my lesson. <sighs> That's my um, story <laughs> uh, that I will never forget, of course, but that led to... Um, a tragic haircut <laughs> anyways I uh, will leave you with that on um, my purple hair <laughs> now I wanted to vaguely talk about what I'm watching right now because it is awesome sorry about the squeaking of my chair by the way I can't seem to get comfortable in my uh, rolling desk chair and it's very squeaky and creaky and it's old and I'm sorry Anyways, um, I wanted to talk about a show on HBO that I'm watching, and I'm sure maybe many of you have heard about it, and it's called Game of Thrones. It is awesome. I love the show. It has caught me, and I am addicted, so very much so that I am right now downloading the audiobook. Um, and I will be listening to it um, to, uh, <laughs> to make it to the end faster. <laughs> to make it to the end at my pace, which is really, really fast. Um, it's a really good show. I want to say that is not family friendly, not kid friendly. Um, it's very graphic, very adult, a lot of violence, a lot of, um, a lot of adult parts <laughs> a lot of adult um scenes so uh yeah anyways um if you're into that kind of stuff i do recommend you watch it um it's really good now they're on the sixth episode that aired last night however they did do a a sneak peek I call I guess you can call it a sneak peek or um, they did air episode 7 on HBO Go which is um, it's something you get on HBO with your HBO subscription now we don't get that here in Mexico but I managed to watch the seventh episode because I couldn't wait and it was out there to watch um, so <laughs> I've watched the seventh episode. I couldn't believe that I have to wait two weeks for the new episode. I am very, very bummed. Um, but that's why I'm downloading the audiobook right now so I can listen to it and I'm sure I'll finish the audiobook in two weeks before the eighth, eighth episode airs. Um, in any case, uh, it's very good. I don't want to give any of it away, um, except it's, uh, I, I'm not sure what time period it's held in. Um, it's very, uh, medieval. 
Um, now, I want to compare it to the Tudors, and I don't know if anybody watched the Tudors. Um, I didn't watch all the, all the seasons of the Tudors because I only liked it up until Anne Boleyn was beheaded. Now, I knew that was coming, but I really liked Anne Boleyn so much that I have researched her. I have a book on her that I haven't read. read. It's called The Lady in the Tower. I should really read that book. Um, anyways, so I, I only watched it up until that season, and then I watched uh, episodes here and there. Um, I watched the last episode, and um, I really liked Mary in that show, The Tudors. Um, I loved her character. In any case, back to Game of Thrones. Um, what I like about Game of Thrones that's different about the Tudors is that in the Tudors, everything was um, luxurious and nice and bright. Um, there was no... How can I put it? Um, there was no rural things in there. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm explaining myself very well. Everything was very um, fine, I guess. That's the only word I can use to describe it. Whereas in the Game of Thrones, everything's rural. Everything's um, the way it most likely was back in the medieval days. Now, I'm sure uh, I, I'm probably um, being very ignorant right now and realizing that the Tudors and um, the uh, Game of Thrones periods, time periods, are very, probably very, very different. I don't know. I haven't researched it. But it's still in a time when nothing uh, was as luxurious as it is now, I guess you can say. I'm not sure if I'm explaining this right, but in any case, I hope some of you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, Game of Thrones is a lot darker and a lot more rural and a lot more um, uh, coarse. Um, everything's a lot more dark than in the Tudors, um, in a period where in the Tudors, I'm sure everything was still dark. But in any case, um, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> and I do recommend you guys to um, watch The Game of Thrones. If you guys have HBO or other means of watching it, um, go for it. Alright, let's get into knitting. I'm sorry I'm moving around a lot again. Uh, I don't know. I can't seem to get comfortable today. <laughs> um, I'm still knitting on my Citron shawl, and it's again by Hilary Smith Callis. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right still. Um, it is a semicircular shawl, and I'm knitting it out of 100% merino wool in the Victoria colorway, which is purples with white and reds, and um, I think that's it. <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me. It's I see my project bag, but I can't see my shawl. Anyways, um, it's... Uh, a yarn from knitfitknitting.com from a twilight twilight sock club and um, using the US six I can't speak hello everybody my name is Jessica and you're listening to episode 4 of the fiber love podcast I want to thank everybody for stopping by to listen and um, welcome all all the new listeners and welcome back listeners who have been listening for the past few episodes. Now, I had originally wanted to make this a weekly podcast. However, I came to realize that um, 
I don't get very much knitting done in a week. <laughs> um, it's it doesn't happen as much, and um, I've decided to make it a bi-weekly podcast until um, I can get my life or my knitting life a little bit more situated and uh, get more going in a week. But as of now, um, it's going to be bi-weekly. I hope that you guys will still come by and listen. Um, but that's the plan for now. Um, so let's get right into it. Okay, so um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what I've been doing. Not a whole lot. Um, I got my hair done. That was something that I needed to get done for the past few weeks. And I don't do very much to my hair. Um, I had actually been very natural um, for about five years, um, meaning that I had not done one single thing to it. Um, I especially even cut it. I mean, I, I would just trim it a little bit every few months um, but that was about it I did not want to touch my hair because um, in the past when I was um, younger uh, <laughs> I don't want to say young because I'm not old um, but um, I fried my hair I did perms I did bleaches I did bright colors and um, my hair got fried so what I did at some point um, I decided to just chop it all off. Um, l uh, most of my ha natural hair had grown up to about, I'm going to say about a little bit um, above my shoulders and I just told my hairdresser, you know what, just chop it off to about as short as you can um, where my natural hair is growing and she did and that was about seven years ago and uh, so I haven't done a thing to it since um, chemically uh, I just you know trim it every now and then um, but back in October um, a new hairdresser that we have me and my mom it's my mom's friend and she owns a salon here in Tijuana um, she did something to her hair that was very very cute um, she dyed her bangs um, a very deep purple and her hair is black so it was um, a deep purple against black hair and her bangs and it was so pretty and I thought it wasn't overly done um, you know you see bright 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 colors and it looks too punkish um, to wear in a uh, not formal but like in a like for example myself I work as a receptionist um, in an office so you know bright colors wouldn't look right professionally um, I think I mean you know people have their opinions but you know at least in my office they wouldn't have allowed that like a bright pink or something even though as much as I would love to wear a bright pink I wouldn't be, have been allowed to do that in my office um, so I decided that that was actually perfect I thought a bright color but it's still subtle enough against my black hair it's deep um, so I decided to try it out and so um, I did side swept bangs with streaks of purple and then I decided to also do my tips purple so it was a long process because my hair is really really dark and um, she had to double bleach it which basically means she bleached it once it got as as um, blonde as it could and then she had to bleach it again all at once and um, it wasn't as hard on my hair as I thought it would be and she said that part of the reason was is because obviously um, because my hair was never chemically dried or at least that I mean was never chemically 
treated I don't even know what I'm saying it hadn't been chemically treated um, the hair that I have now so um, it didn't damage my hair as much um, so in any case so we did that and um, my hair has been purple sin since October and it's very nice because when I'm in my office it's um, it's darker the light isn't as bright it's very soft light so you can barely see it against my black hair it blends very very well um, but when I go into out into the Sun it's like BAM purple <laughs> super super bright purple so it's really fun because I don't work outside so I can be purple outside um, the only part problem with that is is that it has to be retouched every two weeks um, before my hair starts going white because basically that's what the base is it's white 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 um, so as soon as the colors the purple starts uh, washing out it starts turning white um, it doesn't look very good to me even though people think it looks cool because there's white against purple against black um, but it just doesn't seem professional for myself so I have to get it retouched and um, that had happened since it had happened in October um, it, my roots had grown out and my hair seems to grow a little bit faster I had to get it redone the roots had to get re bleached and bleached again <laughs> so I did that on Sunday and it's very nice to have fresh new purple streaks in my bangs um, and so uh, the tips in my hair since I've been trimming it every once in a while because of course the bleach did damage to my hair especially my tips I had to retrim it every couple weeks not couple every six or seven weeks and so now the purple in my tips is basically gone and I don't want to redo my tips until um, for another I'm gonna say another six months because I plan to take a trip um, to Sinaloa, Mexico, where my family is, and so I don't want to get my hair done until then because I want to have it fresh and nice and pretty for my trip. So that's it, and I feel that now that I bring up my purple hair, I feel like I should tell you guys a story um, about something that happened two days after my purple hair originally had been dyed. So I get my purple hair done that's what we'll call it purple hair and I was very happy because my hair was very long and the tips were very um, the tips where the purple was was a lot it was a good two inches of purple tips and then my bangs um, and it was very pretty <laughs> I very much loved it um, two days later after the day the hair dye incident um, my niece, uh, my seven-year-old niece, she comes over basically every weekend. Um, she wanted to make a cake. So we decided to make a cake. Um, she had been begging me for weeks, and I'm just so lazy to do anything in the kitchen because it requires a lot of cleanup. Even a Betty Crocker boxed cake takes, you know, some cleanup, but I'm lazy. So anyway, so finally she convinced me. Um, we use gas stoves, if you can imagine where this story is going. So... I turn on the, the stove, the oven, and uh, to preheat, and we decide we start making the the mix, the batter. It takes us about 15, 20 minutes, because of course she wants to help, so she was 
measuring and doing stuff and took us a little bit longer than if I would have just measured and dumped it all in and mixed it in because she wanted to help. Um, I decide to open the oven and realize it's cold. The gas had been on all that time and the oven was off. The, 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 the flame wasn't going. Even though I had double checked, I promise, I had double checked to see the flame was on. At some point it turned off. I flipped out. Flip, flip, flipped out. Um, I opened every window possible. I have a door right next to the oven. Um, and I open that door. I open the front door. I start fanning and oh, I was freaking out because there's gas leaking into our house. Of course, I turn off the the oven. I turn it off and, um, you know, I let it air out and I run into my mom's bedroom because she'd been asleep. So I wake her up and I tell her, Mom, can't you smell it? And she goes, no. Luckily, her door had been closed and her window, which is right next to her face, <laughs> um, was open and fresh air was coming in. So she was okay. Thank God. Nothing happened. So, you know, 10, 15, even 20 minutes later, I'm sure I waited a long, long time um, to let everything air out. Um, I decide to turn the oven back on everything's cool it's all aired out um my niece decides to go with my mother and thank god she did um and my mother hugs her and smells gas on her clothes um as soon as she smells the gas she says jessica but this loud boom happened i forgot to leave the oven door open so all the gas that was collected in the oven um, stayed there because it wasn't open to get aired out. So I tried to turn the oven on again and it explodes in my face. Yep, an oven exploded in my face. Um, I kept my eyebrows, I kept my eyelashes, my hair on my right arm, which is what I used to turn on the oven with the lighter, all the hair on my knuckles, all the hair on my arm was gone. And about an inch and a half of my purple hair burnt off. I was very upset about my hair. Almost blew the house up, but I was very upset about my hair. I think it was an emotional <laughs> emotional release um, of all everything that could have happened and I let it all out on my hair. Um, but it was very tragic. <laughs> my hair went through tragedy. It burnt off. I had to call my hairdresser and have her do an emergency haircut because it was burnt. Luckily, not all of it was burnt. I still had enough. Um, but yes, an oven exploded in my face. I, I still can't believe that happened and sometimes at night I, I remember that incident and think and think about how much worse it could have been I mean all the springs fell out of the windows some of the curtain rods fell I mean it was a loud boom and all even all the neighbors ran um, the oven was destroyed not destroyed but like a piece of it was um, was dented it was warped um, so Needless to say, we did get a new oven, and even though it's still gas, it's new. And I always, now, I always triple check to make sure the oven is on. 
just to let you guys know everything's cool I've learned my lesson <sighs> that's my um, story <laughs> uh, that I will never forget of course but that led to um, a tragic haircut <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll leave you with that on um, my purple hair. <laughs> now, I wanted to vaguely talk about what I'm watching right now because it is awesome. Sorry about the squeaking of my chair, by the way. I can't seem to get comfortable in my uh, rolling desk chair. And it's very squeaky and creaky and it's old and I'm sorry. Anyways, um... I wanted to talk about a show on HBO that I'm watching, and I'm sure maybe many of you have heard about it, and it's called Game of Thrones. It is awesome. I love the show. It has caught me, and I am addicted, so very much so that I am right now downloading the audiobook. Um, and I will be listening to it um, to, uh, <laughs> to make it to the end faster. <laughs> to make it to the end at my pace, which is really, really fast. Um, it's a really good show. I want to say that is not family friendly, not kid friendly. Um, it's very graphic, very adult, a lot of violence, a lot of, um, a lot of adult parts <laughs> a lot of adult um scenes so uh yeah anyways um if you're into that kind of stuff I do recommend you watch it um it's really good now they're on the sixth episode that aired last night however they did do a a sneak peek I call I guess you can call it a sneak peek or um, they did air episode 7 on HBO Go which is um, it's something you get on HBO with your HBO subscription now we don't get that here in Mexico but I managed to watch the seventh episode because I couldn't wait and it was out there to watch um, so I've watched the seventh episode. I couldn't believe that I have to wait two weeks for the new episode. I am very, very bummed. Um, but that's why I'm downloading the audiobook right now so I can listen to it and I'm sure I'll finish the audiobook in two weeks before the eighth, eighth episode airs. Um, in any case, uh, it's very good. I don't want to give any of it away, um, except it's, uh, I, I'm not sure what time period it's held in. Um, it's very, uh, medieval. Um, now I want to compare it to the Tudors, and I don't know if anybody watched the Tudors. Um, I didn't watch all the, all the seasons of the Tudors because I only liked it up until Anne Boleyn was beheaded. Now, I knew that was coming. But I really liked Anne Boleyn so much that I have researched her. I have a book on her that I haven't read. read. It's called The Lady in the Tower. I should really read that book. Um, anyways, so I, I only watched it up until that season. And then I watched uh, episodes here and there. Um, I watched the last episode. And um, I really liked Mary in that show, The Tudors. 
Um, I loved her character. In any case, back to Game of Thrones. Um, what I like about Game of Thrones that's different about the Tudors is that in the Tudors, everything was um, luxurious and nice and bright. Um, there was no... How can I put it? Um, there was no rural things in there. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm explaining myself very well. Everything was very um, fine, I guess. That's the only word I can use to describe it. Whereas in the Game of Thrones, everything's rural. Everything's um, the way it most likely was back in the medieval days. Now, I'm sure uh, I, I'm probably um, being very ignorant right now and realizing that the Tudors and um, the uh, Game of Thrones periods, time periods, are very, probably very, very different. I don't know. I haven't researched it. But it's still in a time when nothing uh, was as luxurious as it is now, I guess you can say. I'm not sure if I'm explaining this right, but in any case, I hope some of you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, Game of Thrones is a lot darker and a lot more rural and a lot more um, uh, coarse. Um, everything's a lot more dark than in the Tudors, um, in a period where in the Tudors, I'm sure everything was still dark. But in any case, um, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> and I do recommend you guys to um, watch The Game of Thrones. If you guys have HBO or other means of watching it, um, go for it. Alright, let's get into knitting. I'm sorry I'm moving around a lot again. Uh, I don't know. I can't seem to get comfortable today. <laughs> um, I'm still knitting on my Citron shawl and it's again by Hilary Smith Callis I'm not sure if I'm saying that right still um, it is a semi-circular shawl and I'm knitting it out of 100% merino wool in the Victoria colorway which is purples with white and reds and um, I think that's it <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me it's I see my project bag but I can't see my shawl anyways um, it's uh, a yarn from knitfitknitting.com from a twilight twilight sock club and I'm um, using the US 6 I can't speak I'm using US 6 knit picks interchangeable options um, with a 30 inch cable or a 32 inch cable I mean or I think that's um, how many inches it is anyways um, I'm in the last section of it um, again this this uh, patterns available for free on Ravelry or um, knit on knitting.com I can't I don't know what issue it's from um, but it's free on Ravelry on or nitty.com um, and it's turning out very pretty I love the ruffles although um, every time I come to the ruffle section you're knitting double the stitches and if you read the pattern you'll see why um, so it just seems to take so much longer whenever I get to the ruffle part of it even though that's what makes it pretty um, but I am in the last section um, of course it's the biggest section part of the of the shawl so it's taking long but I'm almost done um, I'm kind of worried if I have enough yarn or not to knit the last piece of it but if I don't 
and I just remembered I was at the yarn shop and um, what I'm, I'm thinking about doing is uh, is knitting the very last few rows if I don't have enough is to knit it with a fingering weight purple color um, and I went to the yarn shop today and I forgot to uh, look for something in that color in a sock yarn <sighs> darn it oh well I'm almost done and you know I can always go back my LYS is about five blocks away from my work <laughs> which is not a very good thing um, but in any case uh, that's where I am on that it's turning out again it's very pretty I love it I'm not sure if I'll wear it because I'm not a shawl wearer I've never worn a shawl I don't even wear scarves very much very very rarely actually so um it's probably going to be a gift. Well, actually, now that I remember, I, I did promise my grandmother I'd knit her a shawl. So it's probably going to be a, a, a gift for grandma who might hopefully come visit in June and I can give it to her then. Anyways, um, that's where I am on that. Um, I started a new shawl, which apparently I'm, I'm knitting a lot of shawls recently. Um, not a lot only two um <laughs> two with this one um i'm knitting a wendy knit shawl and it's her new mystery shawl that you guys can find on wendyknits.com and i heard about her uh mystery shawl from the knit girls by uh, leslie and laura and again go listen to her podcast um and um i always wanted to do a mystery knit along because it just seems more fun that way because you never know what's going to come out. I mean, come on, not knowing what you're going to knit. <laughs> um, in any case, I, I was very uh, drawn to it and I did cast on and I did knit my uh, two rows, uh, which is what, you're, uh, initi what you, initi uh, you initiate it with. Um, but I was going good up until the very first uh, clue was given out and I stopped now I'm behind <laughs> but I did um I I managed to do this um I mean I'm sure a lot of you have trouble with keeping um where you are in a pattern so what I did was um I printed the first uh clue and I um blew up the row sections so for row one there's like um, there's a very long line and I broke up those lines in four pieces and I did each row on a separate index card and I have this little uh, booklet of index cards that I got in a knit swap I get a lot of my things in knit swaps um, so I pasted each row on an, a separate index card and it's now on the little uh, a little separate index card in a little journal of index cards I apparently have said index cards about 10 times in that last sentence um, so at least I'm organized for when I want to start knitting this <laughs> which I'm hoping it's tomorrow night um, because I'm going to talk about another uh, knitting project that I started. But in any case, I'm organized to start the uh, Wendy Knits Mystery Shawl. And if any of you guys want to join, she's only into, I think it's her third clue. And she's going to give her fourth clue out on Thursday. So um, I would suggest you guys get on, if you guys aren't going to get on it, get on it now. So anyways, I'm knitting it with the 50-50 Marina Silk um, Blend. 
and it's called Cliff Diving Colorway, and of course, it's from a Twilight Sock Club from KnitFitKnitting.com. Now, um, I got this yarn and the yarn that I'm knitting the Citron out of from a sock club, which was a Twilight Sock Club, um, and uh, I've had them in my stash for about the same amount of time. Anyways, um, I'm knitting them also in US 6 interchangeable knit picks options needles with the 30 in 32 inch cable. Um, I've never knit with the silk blend before um, and it's 50-50 and I love it. It's so pretty and soft and silky. Duh. Um, <laughs> I really, really like knitting with this yarn and um, I look forward to buying more uh silk blends which uh with 50% which is which apparently makes it so much pretty prettier to knit with um not prettier but softer to knit with um and the colorway is cliff diving but it's um it's like a grayish purplish color and it has strands of like ink blue but it's very random strands it's like every 10 inches almost it has a strand of ink blue and then it's purple gray um i need to take a picture of it and i think i have a picture of it in my stash somewhere um but anyways it's very pretty um it's it called for a not too variegated yarn so i thought this was perfect because it's it doesn't have very much variegation at all um and right now that's what i'm knitting um that's one of another one of my knitting projects um, I just finished swatching for a baby sweater and um, this is called, I wrote it down, it is called um, the Leaf Border Hooded Jacket and it's by Christian Rangren. Um, it's out of the Malabrigo Book 3 uh, knitting pattern book, knitting patterns book book of knitting patterns um, <laughs> um, it's a baby jacket and I decided to knit this for my one-year-old niece and um, I'm knitting it out of the Barocco socks sock yarn and it's a 75% merino superwash with 25% nylon um, I just finished swatching it like literally 10 minutes ago um, and I think I might have knit it to, I'm not getting gauge, I'm getting too many stitches per inch. Um, so I'm gonna have to re-swatch. I uh, swatched on the US3 Harmony Knit Pick Needles. Uh, now these are fixed needles in a 40 inch cable. I had originally bought these needles to Magic Loop for socks, but I now realize what was I thinking why did I get us3 for socks I don't know why anyways um, I might I'm gonna wash the the swatch though because it might it might bloom and I might have the right gauge um, but it seems to be too many stitches even if I wash it I don't think I'll, I'll get gauge I might have to up it to a four um, but I don't have any nitpicks and fours so I might have to order nitpicks needles oh no yeah right um so anyways i am knitting this uh hooded jacket for my niece um and again it's from the malabrigo book three which i bought and which i will talk about a little bit later um and that's all for knitting right now um i know that i was talking about my skyla socks and my mondo cable cardi 
and I'm sorry my words are running into each other um, but they seem to be in hiatus right now <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna knit um, anymore on those for a little bit just just till I get um, my shawl and baby sweater fix um, I might start on them in the next couple be weeks I cannot talk um, but uh, for now this is what I'm knitting oh and uh, I just realized I didn't give enough uh, or I didn't get give a lot of details on my uh, leaf border hooded jacket um, on this yarn at least um, I wanted to give you guys the, the colorway which is it's a number colorway which is 1450 um, but it's a really really pretty color it has um, it has like a dark pink with red with orange and a light pink and it's as I swatched it it looks like it's self-striping um, it's not variegated it's it's more of a self self striping yarn which I'm not sure how that's gonna work out since um, this hooded jacket does have a little bit of a lace pattern to it on the uh, edges on the um, kind of near the button band would be um, but I like the color because it's very very girly but not like pink girly it's girly enough but cool enough <laughs> it has really pretty colors um I really really like it um I like I like the colorway I didn't think it was actually gonna um self-stripe this way but I, I really like it um also I wanted to I I don't know um how knitting ethical it would be for me to use um a yarn that's not called for especially since this since this is a Malibrigo patterns book book of patterns not sure what to call it um and I, th I thought to myself you know when I mentioned that I'm knitting a Malabrigo pattern from a Malabrigo book and a Barocco yarn I mean I'm sure n you guys or nobody really has a problem with that but I thought how ethical is that <laughs> I'm not sure but I'm gonna do it anyways um okay that's it on that <laughs> all right so let's get into spinning um, I went on a little bit of a shopping spree, um, which was the original name of the podcast title, um, but I changed it to the pur purple hair story for obvious reasons, because I think my purple hair story overpowers my shopping spree story. In any case, um, I did buy some fiber, which, um, like I said, all the fiber that I've ever gotten is from knit swaps, and maybe I think, yeah, I did buy one uh, four ounce, uh, four ounce roving for myself, but uh, that's really all it was. Um, I bought some fiber. And I did buy some silk, which I'll talk about in the shopping spree section. Um, but I wanted to talk about silk. Um, I've never spun silk, and it'll be my first time. But I've been interested in silk for a while because, um, you know, I, I, whenever I'm interested in something, even though I don't have it with me, you know, I'm, I don't even know why I'm saying that. But, uh, you know, I just researched it. But anyways, um, I, I um, found silk caps, which apparently are the same thing as silk hankies, which is basically um, a cocoon, a single cocoon, well not a single cocoon, it's um, 
about 30 to 35 cocoons and what it is is um, you spread out one a single cocoon over a frame a square frame or a bell uh, something be that's bell shaped which makes the silk caps um, and then the frame makes a square silk hanky and uh, what it is is you pile on a cocoon over a cocoon over a cocoon over a cocoon and that's what makes a silk hanky or a silk cap um, and whenever you're going to spin from a silk cap um, you um, how do I you separate each cocoon that's been layered you you separate the layers and then you make a hole in the center of each layer that you've peeled and you stretch it out um, silk fibers have a very very long staple length so when you make that hole and you stretch it out you're basically um, you're what is that word? You're drafting, <laughs> you're drafting the silk staple, the the threads. Um, since it has a very long staple length, you can draft that out um, very very wide, and you make it basically into a very long loop, and that's what you spin from. And I thought it was very very interesting. Um, there is a silk spinning tutorial that I found on nitty.com and it's from the uh, 2005 winter issue um, let's see now I did learn you know of course that silk has a very long staple length um, I also learned that because of that staple length you can spin silk very very fine without um, it breaking with as with other fibers um, if you draft out too much of course they'll break and then you have to reattach it and start spinning again um, but with with silk you don't have that happening too often because of its long staple length um, I went on to YouTube and I even learned um, I searched silk cocoons and I even learned how to degum the silk cocoons um, and how to stretch them over a frame or a bell and make your own silk hankies um, which I thought was very interesting and I might try out someday um, the only thing I didn't like about having to degum your own silk cocoons is that you know there's a dead moth inside each cocoon and it just I don't know why it seems kind of morbid to me um, I mean I love animals I, I'm not gonna say I mean obviously I'm not gonna be cruel to a moth but it's a moth you know and I don't understand why it bothers me so much <laughs> when I saw that they were degumming the uh, silk cocoons in the YouTube video I can't remember which YouTube video it was but you can just search it on YouTube silk cocoons or degumming silk cocoons um, but it kind of bothered me something about taking a dead moth out of its silk cocoon kind of bothered me I'm not sure why so that's the only thing I would think twice about but um I thought it was really interesting other than that um one very very cool thing that I learned about um while uh, researching silk spinning um was that excuse me one one minute my kitty is wanting a lot of attention right now so I have to get him off my lap drama what are you doing? I'm sorry. Get off. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
my kitty, his name is Drama, because he is a lot of drama. Um, he was requiring a lot of attention, and uh, it got a little to be too much for me right then and there. But in any case, go relax. Um, sorry, back to uh, spinning silk. Um, one of the things that I learned um, was that silk is very clingy, so if, if there's any type of um, roughness in your hands, um, it'll cling to your hands and to any uh like any hang nails that you might have you know um if it's not if your hands are like neatly neatly manicured any type of roughness around your nails or your hands it'll get caught on the silk will get will get caught on so um um i learned that you have to exfoliate your hands very well um so that there is the least amount of roughness on your hands and I learned an awesome little trick um, well I'm sure it's nothing new but I I've never heard of it before and it's very duh but um, I wanted to share it with you guys um, you take a little not a little bit but you know just about uh, about a teaspoon of sugar and you pour it in your hand in the palm of your hand and then you dribble on some olive oil and you just start rubbing your hands together and you start exfoliating your hands um, I like to kind of rub my fingertips on the palm of my hand and exfoliate my fingertips also um, for some reason my fingertips are really rough I don't know why um, but just a little extra tip there um, just do that for a couple minutes and then I took a little bit of dish soap which um, probably dries out your hands a little bit more but with the olive oil you don't have to worry about that um, just take a little bit of dish soap and just kind of wash it off um, you'll still have some olive oil residue left over um, to moisturize your hands and your hands are so soft um, after that it's amazing amazing um, forget all those things that you buy I mean a little bit of sugar and a little bit of olive oil that's all it took and they were so silky smooth I even had my mom come into the kitchen I told her mom stick out your palm and she stuck out her palm and I dribbled some uh, sugar on it and she goes what are you doing um, and then I sprinkled some uh, olive oil and I told her start rubbing <laughs> she did and you know she did the exfoliation and I and she washed it off and she loved it and I'm sure she's doing that every day now well obviously you shouldn't be doing that every day but she's probably gonna do it often um, so that's a little bit of a recommendation there even if you're not gonna spin silk um, it's really nice to have silky soft hands <laughs> um, but yeah so uh, that's all I have for spinning um, I didn't do a lot of spinning but I uh, read a lot about spinning <laughs> I think that counts all right guys um, that's all I have on spinning um, I don't have anything on sewing so I'm gonna skip that um, but I am gonna talk about um, a little shopping spree that I went on I generally go and buy yarn a um, couple skeins here a couple skeins there I hardly ever buy more than two skeins of sock yarn and then I'll generally buy um, two or three screens screens <laughs> um, I'll buy a couple uh, I don't buy very much 
yarn. Um, even though I have a lot of yarn, I don't know how that happens. Apparently, I'm lying to myself. <laughs> but I went on a, I went on a, a pretty big shopping spree this weekend. Big for me. I don't spend this much generally all at once. Um, but I went to a different LYS shop than I'm used to, and it's a little bit further away. But that's um, the closest yarn shop that I have that sells fiber for spinning. So I had to go there, um, and they have a little bit more luxurious yarns than my typical LYS, um, and they carry different yarn brands. So I wanted to talk about what I bought. Um, first off, first off, I did buy two skeins of the Barocco Vintage, which is a machine washable blend in the has a, a color lot um, in numbers which is 5167 which is a plum colorway a purple plum colorway and about two skeins of it and each one has 217 yards so I'm not sure what I'm gonna make with it I, I was thinking about making something for my baby niece but now I switched to the uh, to the little jacket that I'm gonna make for her um, it's 50% acrylic 40% wool and then 10% nylon um, it's really soft. I really like it. Um, it has a silky feel to it, which I'm sure is the acrylic. Um, but I really like it. I had a, a friend of mine who was knitting, who I taught to knit. She, uh, she bought a few skeins of the Barocco and she loved it so much. That's all she knits with now. It has tons of colors and really pretty colors. Um, and it comes in, I think they have it in DK, um, worsted weight and they also have it in, in bulky weight so it comes in several weights it comes in a ton of colors and I bought this for about 650 a skein yeah 650 a skein so it's it's pretty affordable and I think it's a good yarn to use for sweaters which I think that's what I'm gonna make with these I I'm brainstorming right as I'm speaking and I might decide to make a sweater for myself out of these skeins so I can buy more and um uh, make a sweater for myself. That's a good idea. Um, so that's one of the things I bought. Um, I bought some fiber and uh, it's a BFL fiber blue face luster. It's my first blue face luster I've ever bought um, and I've ever had and it's so soft. It's so pretty. It's so smushy. Um, it's in the colorway iris it's four ounces and it's from abstract fibers which I've heard a lot about um, in podcasts so I was really excited to see that they had abstract fiber abstract fiber fibers <laughs> at my uh, local yarn shop um, it says abstract fiber hand-painted yarn and fiber at Portland Oregon which is where a lot of stuff comes from and it has purples deep purples, deep blues, deep, deep pink burgundies, and deep plums. So it's all very, uh, very deep colors. And I really, really, really love it. And I can't wait to start spinning it. Um, I still have to go and buy extra bobbins. Sorry. Um, my, that LYS that I went to that spells spinning, sp spinning supplies, um, she is a retailer for Shaft. 
Um, so she doesn't carry any bobbins for my wheel, which is uh, Ashford. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. My, my closest retailer is uh, in Encinitas, which is about 40 to 50 minutes away from Tijuana, maybe a little bit further. Um, and she's only available on weekends. And it's kind of hard to get up there, especially when I travel as much as I do during the week. And I don't want to cross the border over the weekend. Um, but I'm going to have to get to do that one one weekend and get some extra bobbins but anyways um that's one of the fibers that i bought another of the fibers that i bought is a silk cap um and this is from let me open this up and read it it's called cross patch creations and they're located in, in corvallis montana um the website is spinningfiber.net and it's a hand-painted silk cap um, washing this product is not recommended to be washed if you do wash it you only use cold water and do not use fabric softener reds are the most unstable colors interesting um, and the colorway is winter's day it's dye lot 10a in and it's a um, 0.6 ounces hmm, not very heavy um, now it's got some teal with golden browns and some purple in it and um, again they're they're very vibrant colors very pretty colors i did already try to um, start peeling off the cocoon layers and i tried to loop them loop them but um I need to get my hands a little bit more exfoliated even as I'm taking that up out of its bag it's clinging clinging to my hands I'm sorry that I can't speak <laughs> um, but that's one another thing that I bought um, another few things that I bought is I bought my first skein of Malabrigo sock and it's in the Turner colorway um, which is a very like it's a black yellow it has uh, dark yellows and browns and I don't know it kind of reminds me of a canary I don't know why a canary with black does that exist I don't think so um, but anyways that's what it reminds me of and it's I bought one skein of it I'm not sure what I'll make with it but I just I was happy to buy Malabrigo and um, this is a new yarn that they carry at that particular yarn shop um, they just started carrying Malabrigo so that's another thing that I bought. Um, I bought, they just started carrying Smooshy, which is um, a sock yarn with cashmere. Let me see how much cashmere it has. It's dreamincolouryarn.com and it's called Smooshy. It's in a deep sea flower colorway, which is blues and greens, deep dark blues and greens not deep but um, matte I think I would call it um, kind of reminds me of sea foam for some reason um, it has 70% superwash merino wool and 20% cashmere and 10% nylon um, it's hand dyed in the US and I hear about this yarn a lot on podcasts and I decided I must have a skein for my own um, again, I'm not sure what I'm going to make with these. 
probably socks even though I'm kind of burnt out on socks I think I might make socks with these because I want to have socks with a little bit of cashmere in them and some socks for myself which these will be for me so um that's pretty much it for yarn and fiber I also bought the um Maller Brigo book number three and I want to talk about this in another podcast because um I love all of the patterns in this book. So I'll, I'll talk about it in a different podcast, but Malibu, Malibrigo Book 3, I do recommend you get it before there aren't any more. Um, I also bought the new Interweave Knits. I think it's the summer. I'm not sure where it is, but I know I bought that also. Um, I bought the new inter, inter, Interweave Knits. Um, and it has a very pretty... Um, pattern in there that I want to start and I'll probably talk about that in my next podcast um because I want to cast that on pretty soon and but I'm just not sure what I'm going to use for yarn anyways um one thing that I bought that I'm very 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 happy with is a coffee cup which is in a fuchsia fuchsia pink um and it has a little sheep in the front of it and it says knit happy and I've showed everybody and their mom (laughs) my coffee cup today because I really love it Um, and I I, uh, used it today for the first time and I uh, drank coffee out of it very happily and I made sure that the lid was on so that the sheep was um, facing everybody (laughs) so everybody could see that I was sipping coffee out of a cup with the sheep on it that said knit happy yes I am a knitter people I want you to know <laughs> um, but uh, that's it for my shopping spree um, I hope you guys aren't tired of hearing me jabber jabber on about random random stuff um, but uh, that's pretty much it for today um, I've gone on longer than I thought I would and that's probably what happens when you move your podcast into bi-weekly I've seen that happen (laughs) but uh for the moment that is the plan um I might decide to go into weekly in the future just not in the very very near future maybe in the next two months um but I I'm looking at my room and it's crying for help because it needs to be cleaned (sighs) wow it's very messy Um, Anyways, I hope you guys like the podcast. I hope I didn't talk your ear out. I hope you'll come back for the next episode. And I'll stop saying I hope. Um, Again, thank you so much. Um, Please um, give me feedback. Make sure that you tell me what you're that you like what you're hearing. Um, Please tell me if you want me to talk about anything else. Um, Find me on Ravelry. Um, we have a Ravelry group, which is the Fiber Love Podcast. Um, I'm on the fiberlovepodcast.blogspot.com, and you can email me at fiberlovepodcast at gmail.com. Um, please let me know. Oh, also, I am on iTunes, so subscribe, and I will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you all, and see you later.